been I've been a, a little hustler ever since I can remember. I, I I had a Game Boy Color that I got for Christmas, and I used to charge my sister to play it. <laughs> nice. So and but like my grand my grandfather found out and he got <laughs> he got mad because he's like we got this for you for Christmas and you're charging your sister to play it and I'm just like hey you know if she, she wants paid? to yeah she, oh, wow. and she like I, there was one time that, like I charged her ten bucks to play it. Whoa. Yeah. Okay. So, but I mean, I've I've, I've always been a, a little a little go getter. Hello and welcome inside the Dirty Kitchen, or one of our uh, many offices within the Alpha Graphics West Ave where we operate out of. But today, uh, we're happy to start our first ever interview series. Uh, hopefully, one of many to come. And uh, what we're gonna be doing here is we're gonna be interviewing fellow entrepreneurs, solopreneurs, and people that you might even find in your own backyard, grinding it out, trying to make either a side hustle, their main hustle, or any way they can to do business with whatever their passion is, whatever their products or services are that they sell. And hopefully we can bring some valuable wisdom, some insight, and things that you can learn from people doing things just like you and just like us. And so today, we have a special guest, but one you may be a little more familiar with than others, and that's because it's Mr. Marcus Beverly. You might know him as Mr. Bevy Bev from the Dirty Kitchen. Uh, he is one of our uh, one of the two right now salespeople that we have here inside Alpha Graphics West Ave, along with myself, Taylor Abbott, and uh, we thought we'd interview him for our first one as a kind of a practice run, but also a good way to start to see how this is going to work for us. And the reason that we chose him is because he happens to have his own solopreneur business that he's doing. He does something on the side uh, when he's not doing his full-time job here at Alpha Graphics, and what he does is he sells, produces, markets everything you can from start to finish, beginning to end, men's grooming products. So he currently spends approximately 20 hours a week uh, so if you think about your whole week, you can have a side business like this and not have to spend, you know, 500 hours doing something. You can do 20 hours a week, and as we'll hear in our interview that we're having, you can have a great little business and a great uh, side income to go with it. So we're going to roll right into it here, and I'm going to introduce Marcus Beverly uh, and tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do. All right. Uh, like Taylor said, I have my I'm a solo solopreneur on the side from my full-time job and that is making men's grooming products like well for right now uh, beard oil beard balm and I've dabbled around with making my like, shaving butters uh, hair pomade which 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 I use um, so everything everything I make and produce I use I use on myself first so make sure i want to make sure that everything you know everything works nobody's gonna break out or anything i'm gonna start losing hair so um as far as i'm as far as i can see everything's still intact everything's still shining and glowing and growing like as far as the business uh i actually picked it up one day there was a there was a gentleman that he had a big uh, long luscious beard right now I was i was just starting to grow my beard out and I, you know, I just asked him, you know, I just asked him about his beard and he says, you know, he's got to let it grow, uh, put products in it. And I, I tried it out. You know what I mean? I tried it out. I really liked it, liked the way it smelled, liked the way it left my beard feeling soft and soft and smooth and things like that. 
and I tried getting a hold of him again. So he sold it to you? Yes. Well, he, he didn't, Or he just had it and then you went and found your own product because you said, oh, I should try something like that. Well, he had, he had his own little side business okay. of, ma- of making beard oil. And I just remembered he didn't actually have any on him. He just gave me his business card. Um, so I, I looked him up, found and remembered some of the places where he said that he, that he had sold his stuff. And I, I, I purchased some. I really liked it. And, you know, I was just trying to get a hold of him again. You know, maybe I could meet up with him, you know, and maybe get some, some beard oil from him. I could just never get a hold of him again. Okay. And so then, so then from there you said, well, how did you get into the idea of, well, why don't I make my own stuff? What, what brought that about? Uh, so, like I said, I, I couldn't get a hold of him again. And I... Because so most people would probably just go to the store and buy it. But what made you say, well, why don't I just make it? Well, I think because this was like maybe like back in what two thousand, like fifteen. Okay, 18, and I 16. guess that would be good. So it's twenty nineteen right now. How long have you been doing this for? Uh, so I've been I've been making it about about two years now. Okay, okay. Um, but as far as like going out and selling it, maybe like you know about a little more than half a year. Okay. Um, so I guess the question I'm asking is what what was the catalyst that made you say I'm just gonna I'm gonna make my own beard oil and my own products well I could like I said I couldn't get a hold of them and at that time it wasn't as big as it is now I mean it was still it was still coming up through the ranks like you know you had those guys like the uh, the dollar beard club guys mm-hmm. but other than that it wasn't like now you can find beard oils and, and stuff like that like in at HEB and Target and Walmart but there wasn't really anything like that okay at least in that time where you know you could just go to the go to like even now when I tell people that I made like beard oil what's that right you know what I mean so it's 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 very it's very what niche sure. as they say you know what I mean so like I said I, I couldn't find it and then I just went online to figure out how to make it okay so tell us today it's May 10th Mm-hmm. 2019 where are you at today with your business so right now I do I, I, uh, I I've actually uh, taken a break from from setting up at the like at the trade show places that, that I are, are the markets just so I can start putting more you know uh, putting more energy into like act, into different products okay so developing new new products and different items to sell exactly okay uh, but but before then I was I was going to like you know the Sunday markets like every Sunday, selling you know it was you know just beard oil and beard balm, and you know I, I was I was doing I was doing fairly well you know I was more so surprised that people were actually buying, you know what I mean because it's like it's just first time going out there, but now you know since since going out there and I'm seeing that you know there's there's different things that I can add to my you know to my booth and to my table that that could make me more money right so instead of just having only one product one chance exactly one, you have a multiple multiple things to show people for multiple opportunities exactly okay so think of thinking about along the way to today what are kind of your biggest wins that you've encountered along the way in building this this business so the the biggest wins definitely have been like people actually liking and, and, and loving the product like kind of how here I would try to have the the buffet card, mm-hmm. and I've I've had one one of one of my guys who's actually he was the first recipient of he's bought five products and got one free. So I do have you know a a a, a little loyal clientele. You know people you know they'll they'll reach out to me 
even when I'm not, you know, even when I haven't set up there, they're like, hey, you know, um, I'd like to buy some, buy some product off of you. So it's, that's definitely been a big win knowing that people actually, actually love, love the product. Okay, and then, so that's awesome. Now, along, the, along this journey, uh, what's kind of the biggest surprise or maybe unexpected event that you just would have never saw coming along the way? What do you think that might be? Something that you're just like, oh, wow, I just didn't even think something like that would happen. Mm, uh, again, just to piggyback on the on the first point is that you know people would actually, because you know that was the that was the the main thing is that man I'm gonna go out there and what if nobody you know nobody likes this stuff but and maybe a question that comes to mind is when you first started making it how much did you make without ever knowing if anybody would ever buy anything how many how many pieces or products or items did you have created without even attempting to sell it. Oh man! Did you just make one bottle? Did you no. have fifteen? Um, how, how did that? How did you decide how much to initially invest before even having any idea of what would happen? So the first time I ever bought any of like those those little blue bottles, I think I bought maybe about like thirty of them. Okay. And literally just gave them like to uh, family and family and, and friends because a couple of my family members they have beards. No labels or anything. No at that labels. Point? Nothing. Okay. Nothing. Absolutely nothing. And it was free giveaway. Or free you giveaway. Bought it from you free giveaway okay and so it was about it was about like like, like i said i've been making making it about almost like you know two years mm -hmm. so for about a good year and a half i was basically just giving stuff away for free and getting I, feedback or did you just did you ask people after you gave it to them what they mm, thought or were you just i was just kind of just practicing yeah just practicing giving it to them you know just letting them know what they thought and you know kind of just from there i just you know played it by played it by ear how much do you think you maybe if you had to guess a close amount did you invest to get this whole ball rolling how much money have you did you put in just to start uh i would probably say about a thousand dollars okay so about a thousand dollars and probably a lot of time yeah exactly but so you have to have a little somewhat of a commitment if you're you can't just put in a hundred bucks and then Eh, maybe six months, four months. I'll put in another. You got a guy. You kind of did it all. Yes. Kind of made the decision and did it. Absolutely. And jumped in. Okay. So then, where do you kind of see your vision or your goals for your business going forward from today? Well, I I definitely like to see it more than just men's grooming because I think the brand is is great and I've and I've actually had people you know tell me that they really like the they like the brand they like the logo. And I, I really like to see it more so kind of like a, like a polo, you know, Tommy Hill figure where it's, you know, they, they've got the fragrances and the different, and the different, you know, like colognes, clothing, things like that. So that's what I would, that's what I would definitely like to see the, um, the business go in, in the future. Okay. And then let's talk about social media for a second. So okay. how do you, or don't you use it? Do you, do you use it or don't you tell us about uh, that? I have social media, but I, I'm just not a big fan of it. Okay. So that's something that I've either got to outsource or something that I'm going to have to like really, really kind of grow to love. But it's like, I'm not a big like social media person. So, so that's, how do you? So I know. So how do you sell your product? And I know you mentioned touched on it, but tell them how you really get sales. Like describe a little more detail what you do. So I, where I usually get my my main sales are definitely at the at the markets. Okay. Because I, like I said, I don't really push push too hard on social media. Um, but more so it'd be it'd be 
it'd be it at the markets. Okay, and let's say someone who's listening to this, they don't know how to get into the market just for a little bit of background detail about how much approximately would you spend to have a table and how long would you sit there for and how many times a month would you do something like that just to give someone a little more context if they're thinking about doing something like this okay it's kind of the process of that just if they're trying to think if i don't want to sell on social media because some people aren't comfortable with that yeah they want they would rather be face to face or go to these markets just give them a little context on how that process works well the the first thing would do, what to do would be if you know of any markets one first go there first find out if whatever it is you're selling if there's already like an influx of like say you're making i don't know you you make baked goods right mm -hmm. but you're like oh man i like you know i want to go to this this farmer's market or whatever and if there's one or two people making baked goods you might be fine but if there's like half the people there that are making baked goods then you might not want to you know what i mean you might yeah. not want to go there you might want to go somewhere else where it's not it's not dominant not as competitive but like i said first do first do the uh first do the intel as i like to call it because that's what i would do look around and see if there's anybody doing it is what you're doing then if there's not then i would reach out to whoever's in charge figure out you know what the the booth fees are which is different from place to place i guess yeah uh, absolutely um more more or less the ones that i've seen it's they're anywhere from about 30 to 50 bucks okay to 30. set up okay and then uh, how many hours would you sit at a standard show for just for time wise basically like a regular nine to five so about anywhere from about seven to seven to eight hours okay and you spend the whole day there pretty much basically okay and then uh let's talk about if you have any, you know, things you do that maybe is a lucky charm or a superstition or maybe it's just a habit or ritual that you practice that helps you kind of work on your business, get focused or whatever that might be. Well, as a as a man of God, mm -hmm. um, on especially going to uh, the Sunday markets, I noticed that the days that I went to church were the days that like I, I made more money and the days that uh -huh. I didn't go to church, I... Uh, I either didn't make money or I barely barely make booth but definitely um, Sundays when I when I uh, go to the market I definitely try to make it a make it a, an effort to go to church before I went to the to the market even if I was a little late setting cool. up I like that okay so tell us a little bit about getting kind of getting to the end of the interview here why do you do what you do with men's grooming products is it your passion is it more for the income that you're looking to create or is it just because you enjoy the process of being a, an entrepreneur? What is the, what would you say? Why do you do it? It would definitely it'd be a little combination of, of two things more. So, um, I've, I've wanted a beard since I can, I can remember, like I remember, uh, you know, my dad had one and, but the thing is he never, he never, like he would only grow it out occasionally. I, I just think, I think beards like they get popular around certain certain times, and I guess just right now it's just a popular thing. But there was a basketball player; his name was Baron Davis, and it, his beard was nothing like it was nothing like James Harden's beard. But he just kept, he just kept the beard, and I was just like, man, I want a beard just like Baron Davis. And um, so, like I like I said, every and then whenever I could start growing a beard, I was just like, man, like I've 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 only have to if I. If I if it's like for for work and I have to shave then 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 that's a that's that's one thing but I don't think I would ever go clean shaven just because I think I'm just some I'm I'm just 
I'm a bearded person. That's just something that I that I will have till the day I die. So it'd be natural to have something that makes your beard look great if you're gonna be a bearded person, right? That and then uh, and then <laughs> and I've 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 had to be a, a a hustler since I was like in in um I don't know like I've, I got in trouble for doing this, but uh, I I look back like man, well, well why you know why. Why am I so, you know, passionate about it? I've, you know, I've just been, I've been a, a little hustler ever since I can remember. I, I, ha I had a Game Boy Color that I got for Christmas, and I used to charge my sister to play it. <laughs> nice. So, and but like my grand, my grandfather found out, and he got, <laughs> he got mad because he's like, "We got this for you for Christmas, and you're charging your sister to play it." And I'm just like, "Hey, you know, if she, she wants paid? to, yeah, she." Oh, wow. Like I, there was one time, like I charged her ten bucks to play it. Whoa! Yeah. Okay. So, but I mean, I've 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 always been a a little a little go getter. Okay, that's awesome. Okay, so let's uh, do a little. Do you have any shout outs to anybody who's helped you along the way, or somebody you want to give credit to for your success and where you're sitting at today? Uh, yeah, uh, definitely. I'd like to shout out Smoking Beards because that was the, the that was the name of the of the guy who who his. Uh, his beard oil company so yes. definitely smoking beards they were the first ones to introduce me to beard oil um my pops he like i said that's where i got my my hustler and and, and entrepreneurial spirit from definitely my grandparents because they did craft shows growing up so i would go with them definitely got my entrepreneurial spirit from them and all you know everybody who's who's purchased anything from me and who will continue to purchase and i've got big things you know in the works for the future of uh, SNG. Okay, so I got one last question. Okay. If someone's listening to this right now and they say, man, I wanna start this, I wanna start my own business, I wanna do my own thing, what's your first biggest tip for someone who's thinking about it, they're on the fence, what would be your one tip to help people to get started? You just gotta, it's, it's almost like, like swimming, you just gotta jump in the deep end. If, if it's something that you really want to do, don't hold back. Just go out there, do it. And it's okay to, it's okay to not know if you're going to, you know, sink or swim. I mean, you're, what's the worst that's going to happen? You know what I mean? Like nobody's going to buy anything. Oh, oh, well, you'll, you'll be okay. You know, just man up or woman up, you know, you'll be, you'll be all right. Just go out there, do it, you know, swing for the fences, you know, and it, it like, if you're expecting to be a millionaire overnight, then you're just fooling yourself. You gotta put the work in, you gotta put the time in, you gotta put the grind in. Just, I would just say, go out there, do it. And even if even if you swing and miss, you'll be happy that you actually swung. So that's 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 the only thing, that, that's what I have for them. Perfect, okay, well I think that's gonna wrap up our first ever episode uh, of the Dirty Kitchen interview series. Again, this was Marcus Beverly from SNG, also from the Dirty Kitchen himself, and I'm Taylor Abbott, and just wanna say thank you so much for listening today. Thank you for tuning in with us, we appreciate it, as always. Uh, if this helped you in any way, please share it with your friends, share it with somebody who might be starting a business or who's uh, just in their own thing, maybe this will help them, so please share it. And as always, we appreciate you for watching, appreciate you for listening, appreciate you for checking us out. You can find us on all the socials at uh, AG West Ave, Facebook, Snapchat, Twitter, 
Instagram, and we also have a podcast. It's anchor.fm forward slash the dirty kitchen. And if you or someone you know you think would be a great fit for another interview series that we can do with them, we'd be more than happy to talk to them and set that up. So just go ahead and shoot us a direct message on Instagram. It's just at AG West Ave. Shoot us a DM. Just say you're interested in either being on the show or know someone that might be, and uh, we'll get that set up. So thanks for tuning in today. You guys have a fantastic one wherever you are, whatever time of the day it is. And uh, Marcus, do you have any parting words to tell anybody that's listening today? Uh, no, but like like Taylor said, uh, we already have a couple of people lined up that that we want to interview. And if like like you said, if you, there's anybody else, we want to definitely get the word out for anybody uh, who's local or maybe even in a different city or state that we could do like a Skype or phone call mm -hmm. that you think that would definitely uh, benefit from being on this show so we could help, you know, increase their brand and awareness. Perfect. Well, that'll wrap it up for today. So thanks for tuning in. We'll catch you guys on the next episode. Kitchen a dirty, the dirty, the dirty. Kitchen a dirty, kitchen a dirty. Kitchen a dirty, the dirty, the dirty. Kitchen a dirty, kitchen a dirty. Kitchen a dirty, the dirty, the dirty. Thank you again, as always, for listening to the Dirty Kitchen Podcast with Marcus Beverly and Taylor Abbott. We have a special offer we'd like to give to all of our podcast listeners. Marcus, take it away. All right. For our first-time clients, mention code TDK18 for 15% off your first order with Alpha Graphics West Ave. Thanks for listening.